Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Set, go. You're now joined to the one and only podcast with Deshaun Jackson, Fade the Booth. I got the money, but my pride keep me in the streets. I got the hustle, but we guarantee we gon' hey, hey, hey. <laughs> won five Grammys, 11 BET Awards. Man, too hard, you gotta get up off me. And if I get a chance to play with them, it's over. So I felt like, no, I will not lose. I cannot lose. A lot much respect, no disrespect. All across the world, yeah, my name ring bell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the one and only Sean Jackson. You now tuned in to Fade the Booth. Got a special guest on today. Got the beautiful Miss Roxy Diaz. How you doing? <laughs> What's going on, D? Isn't it so yeah. funny to see you kind of doing the reverse <laughs> side of what I used to do to you? <laughs> you, you see how, how life goes, man. Things change up. And, um, you know, I'm sure you probably like, dang, look, look how he's done entered into your it. world this your this your world you know i'm kind of entering into your world now you know i love it i love it i don't think uh there's any such thing as like staying in your box and if one person knows how not to stay into a box is definitely you so i love it i love it keep doing your thing i love it uh, for sure so yeah let's get into it um you know i, I have a pleasure to uh you know start my own podcast up and you know, for me, it's it's a good way to to give our viewers, you know, some insight on you, what makes you special, unique. Then, you know, for for me, I I just want to, you know, get straight to it and ask, how how did you get into the entertainment things? Like growing up, you know, let the crowd know where you came from, how you was raised. But yeah, I'm I'm curious to know how you got into the entertainment side. Well, for me, it really was just uh, the vibe of the city I grew up in, which is New Orleans. So who that nation all day long stuff. So. Yeah, for sure. You already know. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. Uh, but um, I hung out, you know, I just, I had friends that were in the music scene in New Orleans, which was huge. And um, I hung out with them a lot. And then I was interning and learning the radio. And radio was really my my entry level and my entry point to entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a great radio personality. I was successful at it. And across several different markets. And then um, BT does this talent search. And I was like, why not try it? Actually, it was ludicrous was that I was like, try it, like, right. see what can happen. And the rest is history. You know, uh, 106 and Park was my first television gig. And mm-hmm. it really was the foundation to everything that I've learned in this in this entertainment business. Yeah, that's interesting. You say, how, how do you think the cultures have uh, have switched since, you know, back then 106 and Park and, you know, having, you know, artists come on, like you said, Ludacris being like, you know, one of the first big artists, but like now to where we're at in hip hop, how do you think hip hop has changed from back then when the 106 and, 106 and Park was going, when it was you and AJ and like everybody, the talent all had to go to 106 and Park. Like now things has changed. Like how, how do you think it's, you know, um you know, switched and what's, what's, the hip hop era, like for the social world. definitely social media, like back in the day when free and AJ first started hosting 106 and park, you know, you, there was still a, a mystery and a, 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 a lot of mystique in an artist. You didn't really get insight 
into what was going on behind Timbaland or Jermaine Dupree or Puffy or Biggie or any of those guys. You didn't know what was happening because we didn't have social media back then. So you went to the night shows and the 106 and parks to like fill in, tell the world what's going on. Um, Now you have your social media, you have your Instagram. You don't really need to have a publicist or someone managing you. You can put out your own music. You can, uh, you know, market yourself. You can, start your own podcast you know there's so many different ways that you you don't really need that outlet of of 106 anymore but i do think that um what 106 and park did was create an outlet on television that a lot of artists never would have gotten an opportunity to have and um and it's a shame that it's not around anymore because i feel like a lot of young a lot of this younger hip-hop generation would see a different caliber of what it is to be an artist if shows like 106 and Park were still around. I think we, I think they would be held to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Um, social media is one standard, but the world is another standard. You know, uh, you see people, unfortunately, uh, you know, things happen in the news and you're like, well, who was that? Social media knows who they were, but the world didn't, wasn't privy to the artists and everything like that. So that, I think that's what's missing uh with this generation right now 100% I, I I talk about it all the time like I tell you know in the sports era like when I first came into the NFL we didn't have social media you know like my first five six years it was no social media so right. nowadays you know the social media people can at the stab of a finger just blow up off of one clip or for one highlight you know back then we kind of had to get out the mud and grind for you know our success so nowadays these kids just think they can be all world just off of one clip and go viral off of one thing. And it's like they're bigger than the world now, you know? But in return, Deshaun, you can learn, you can lose your entire career off of one click or one wrong tweet or one wrong post or something like that. So it's like the power of what it could do for your career and take away from your career. It's something that people should really, really, really. I preach it all the time when I go talk to high schools and colleges. I'm like, Yo, like everything doesn't have to be posted because your future job employer is going to be looking at that just as much as they're looking at your resume, you know, so you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot at the end of the day. Man, that's that's crazy. You said I I had to learn the hard way for you know, yes, you did. <laughs> a, mistake, a mistake I posted, but uh, you know that's neither here nor there. You know I learned my lesson from that. But um, you know honestly, I had a, I got a question for you. So as far as um, you know, 106 and Park, right? Like, you know, AJ and Free was first, and you and Terrence, uh, Terrence J, and then um, Bow Wow and uh, Keisha. Like, did you study Free and AJ before, or you just kind of got into a role and you just took it as as is? Um, so to, I, I of course knew who they were, and I, and of course I, I watched um the show, but uh, you know, Terrence and I came in being Terrence and Roxy. It wasn't us trying to be, you study everybody. I tell everybody, study everybody. I studied Oprah. I studied, you know, at the back then, Ricky Lake, uh, you know, like all of them, like uh, Geraldo Rivera, when he was back on TV, like everybody you study. Um, But really my foundation was radio. And if it wasn't for my radio career and knowing that base level of live timing, commercial segues, all of that stuff, if it wasn't for radio, I wouldn't have had as much experience going into 106 and Park than somebody like fresh, fresh off green, never done anything in their life, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I always credit radio to a lot of my foundation and what I've done. Um, And and 
to be honest, when I got on 106 Park, I had already interviewed a majority of the artists that were there. Like, it's funny, I ran into Mario, the R&B singer, uh, last week, and I was like, my gosh, I remember when you were 15 and you started, like, and mind you, I wasn't that much older than him when he started too, but five years but it was like I was already in radio and he was just a baby starting and I was like damn like you grow up so fast so um a lot of people that came through 106 Park I had already somehow some way had a rapport with them and radio helped me with that it really really did I definitely credit y'all because you know I done been on some tv shows and I didn't play my little parts in movies and it's like reading the teleprompter and trying to like do that on the fly. Like that's a, that's a very powerful skill to have, you know, it it's, not, it's yeah. not just no easy thing. Cause you get up there and it's like, it's live. It's like, if you mess up, like you're going to be looking crazy. So it's like, that's a lot of pressure. That's almost like playing in a football game around all these, you know, fans. You got to come through when you need to. You definitely have more pressure than me. But what I always tell people too, is like, dude, you're human. You're ro- You're not a robot. You're going to mess up. Like, it's okay. That's what makes you even more human. And then you pick up and tomorrow's another day. You do it again. You know, you just get better and better at it. I mean, we didn't start off reading teleprompter right off the back, not sounding a little robotic. You know, it took time. So um, thankfully, you know, at the beginning of our career with Terrence and I, we had those people that really invested in our in our skill. We had a media coach. We you know, we went through the training. Um, but one thing you can't teach is personality and and uh Charismatic. just the real like the just likability, you know what I mean? Across the board. You can't teach that. Definitely. No, nah, that's dope. Um, yeah, and no, I know I know you your your time is is short, but you know, I just want to ask a few more questions and get into like, you know, the artists you worked with and the artists you interviewed. Like, who are some of like um your most favorite or like some of your the people you looked up to that you got a chance to interview or maybe you got to meet, like who was, who was that be? Well, growing up, um, Oprah was always like there, you know, for me. And so uh, being able to interview her on several occasions and you know what it is, Deshaun, it's not, it's, it's like, it's, it's sometimes I got to pinch myself. I'm like, Oh shit. Like I'm around this person. Like I actually, I could hug, go up to Holly Berry and be like, Hey, I like they're real, like they're a real person, right? Like they're like it's just there's already a camaraderie and a respect level for me as a journalist and and them as an artist. But I do have those like pinch myself moments, like like this motherfucking Holly Berry. Like this is like, are you serious? Like I grew up watching her, you know, or J Lo. I'm like J Lo. Like you know, you just, you just can't help it. There's something. There's 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 the excitement within you. Um, funny story. I swear to you, this is so stupid, but it's so funny. I'm a huge, huge Law and Order SVU fan, and Detective Stabler is like my guy, right? But Chris Maloney, the actor, comes to Entertainment Tonight, and he walks in, and I froze, and I was like, because <gasps> be- because these people become such a part of of your life, you know what I mean? So it, it's it's the same as the first time I went in front of Antonio Berendez, Banderas and I'm like, Zorro, like, it's just, you know, you have those moments and, but that's what makes you human because you're a fan. I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm in front of Drew Brees right now, I'm falling the fuck out. You're going to be like, this, did Roxy just do, I'm making it on the shade room because I'm going to embarrass myself. That's impossible for you to be around Drew Brees. You know, you just, I have never, ever, ever met him. I've never come across him. I've never gotten a signed jersey from him, which is what I really, really, really wanted. It's on my bucket list. I don't have that. 
I might I might be able to do something for you. I might I might be able to. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might I might be able to do that for you. Now I got you for sure. Um, yeah. So now I, I got a, a part of the segment where we call it the billionaire talk. So the billionaire talk is basically some inspiration. Um, you know, what is some inspiration you could give to a young Roxy D or somebody that's sitting back trying to figure out how they can make it if they're stuck in, you know in poverty or somewhere where they they have no hope and it's like almost impossible for them to make it like how can you inspire and give somebody motivation from what you had to go through in your life and some obstacles when you was down and out like what are some positive hope you can give a young you know roxy diaz out there that's trying to get to where you're at in your, in your life well i definitely say this nothing is impossible that's for sure you know that i know that like it's really about your work ethic and your tenacity I think that with this generation, and I'm not trying to like shade them, but they see things on social media and they think it happens so quickly. But right. there's been years into what people are doing. You know, that fast, quick fame isn't always a great thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, you have, to, you have to be ready to hustle, you know? And if that means working for free, if that means working multiple jobs, if that means, you know, taking a pay cut just to get in the door and be in the mix. It's all about who you know at the end of the day in your relationship. So, you know, I would say save your money, invest your money, don't buy bullshit, you know, like invest in yourself, invest in your craft and what you want. And if you can't be directly on TV right away or you can't be right on the radio right away, you could always be a part of the street team. You could always be a part of the production team. You could learn how to edit and then you're editing pieces and then you learn in the behind the scenes. Like I tell all my comm majors now that they have aspirations on going, you know, um, and being on camera or being on the radio. And I tell them, I'm like, learn how to work that board. You better learn how to edit. You better learn how to, you know, set up a live broadcast on or whatever you have to do so that that way you bring more to the table than just being talent. Talent is only going to last for so long. You know that, I mean, there's an age limitation on all of us. So uh, it, yeah, learn the behind the scenes and that way you invest in yourself, you know? And don't do it for the money because if you're doing it for the money and the fame, you're already doing it for the wrong reasons. Like that's just love. not gonna last that long. You gotta do it for the love. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Nah, definitely. Is there, um, you know, anything else you want to leave the viewers? Like anything we should stay tuned? Anything you got coming up? Like what's Roxy Diaz got coming in the works? We need to hear about it. Oh my gosh, doing so many productions right now and uh, some new shows that I'm really excited about for the new year. But most importantly is my podcast and my YouTube channel that is starting up in January. Um, a way that people could kind of see everything that I got going on, go through. Um, we're still crossing our fingers for Alter Ego Season 2, which will be absolutely amazing if that happens. Uh, but there's going to be a lot happening in 2022. I'm super, super, super excited. And of course, I'm going to tell you when I get to spend more time with you, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. I, they, they've scheduled this three times for us and so we can't get it together. <laughs> hey, it's, all, it's all good, y'all. I just want to tell you, I appreciate you for coming on, sharing everything you got going on. I wish you nothing but the best and hey, turn it up. Good luck in your podcast too, for sure. Thank you. You're going to have to come on. Uh, I got you. I'm going to try to get you that jersey too. I ain't going to promise you nothing, but I'm going to work. I no, got you. If I'm you I'm get that jersey for me, I will walk all 15 of your dogs. I don't know how many you're up to now, but I will walk. Hey, for I sure. You already know I have dogs. <laughs> I will dog sit for you for for a whole year if, if you are able to pull that off. All right, watch what you ask for. I might be able to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
but they have to be based in LA. I'm not going to wherever the hell you are. You're where are you now? We're in Vegas now. I'm not too far. That's not that bad. Yeah, I play for the Raiders now. So yep. Wait, did I'm they moved? To know yeah, this. they moved. The Raiders moved to Las no, Vegas. No, dude. that's true. I'm supposed to know this. I think yeah. like two years ago. Yeah, I'm coming over. I'm coming to see you then. I'm coming to see a game in Vegas. I'm no. always in Vegas for the fights because I'm always doing my boxing thing. So. So I'm telling you, come on, pull there up. There we go. See, the oh. dog sitting is actually. Yeah, it's possible. You know? It's possible. It's an actual thing. Yeah, it's an actual thing. <laughs> All right, for sure, Rice. Appreciate your time, man. All right, bye, D. Y'all have it. There she is, Roxy Diaz. We out the building. Thanks for tuning in to Fade the Booth. I got the money, but my pride keep me in the streets. I got the hustle, but we guarantee we gon' go. I got a few plays. I'm quarterback. I'm Tom Brady, 12 in the pack. And I'ma throw it, get my arm crazy. If I'm playing too hard, you gotta get up off me. If I'm playing the ball, you can't come cross. 100,000 for this chain, that's small change. 10 mil for the crib, I'm in my Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.